This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Beyond the Pearls podcast, based on the Morning Report series from Elsevier. This podcast has been adapted for audio in collaboration with series editor Dr. Raj Dasgupta, as well as the volume editor for each book. Each episode features an in-depth case dissection format and aims to deliver practical, concise, and easy-to-digest information. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond the Pearls Pediatrics Morning Report. My name is Dr. Christopher Lebon, and I'll be going over Case 25, a 5-year-old kindergartner who have failed a school vision screen. Let's begin. Our patient is a 5-year-old healthy male, and his mother presents with school papers indicating that he failed his most recent first-time vision screen. He was born full-term gestational age to an otherwise healthy mother, and the pregnancy was uncomplicated. He has met his developmental milestones to date, and his mother believes that the child sees well and has not noticed any abnormal deviations of either eye. How do we begin to determine the cause of this child's poor vision? Amblyopia is defined as unilateral or bilateral reduction of best corrected visual acuity in the presence of a structurally sound eye and visual pathway. The prevalence in the North American population is 2-4% and is the most common cause of unilateral visual impairment in adults younger than 60 years. Depending on the maturity level of the child, the ease of determining the cause of visual dysfunction is variable. The most crucial components of the examination are the alignment of the eyes, motility in all directions of gaze, refractive error, and structure of the eye as seen under the slit lamp or with a handheld magnifier. For the ophthalmologist, this includes an assessment of the retina, optic nerve, and vascular through the dilated pupil. Vision loss in children at any age may be multifactorial, so as a thorough examination in trained hands is imperative. Case point 25.1 For our patient, the school documents indicate that his right eye, without any correction, read the 20 over 400 line of the Snellen acuity chart at best. But his left eye read the 20 over 40 line. He knows the alphabet, and visual acuity testing repeated in the office confirms the school's finding at both distance and near. Basic Science Clinical Pearl Amblyopia signals a failure of neural development in the visual pathway in the absence of structural damage. In a functional pathway, light entering the eye stimulates the retinal photoreceptors, which ultimately relay their input to retinal ganglion cells. The fibers of these ganglion cells form the optic nerve, which is cranial nerve 1, which leave the eye and travel to the optic chiasm. Fibers supplying the nasal visual field decussate, whereas those servicing the temporal field remain ipsilateral. All fibers then travel to their respective optic tracts to the lateral geniculate body of the thalamus. The fibers are then transmitted to the visual cortex of the occipital lobe by the optic radiations leaving the lateral geniculate body. How do we screen for visual abnormalities in the United States? While there are no standardized criteria, most states begin vision screening at the time the child enters preschool or kindergarten. 
Children who fail a vision screen at school, their pediatrics office, or health fairs are then referred to an ophthalmologist for further exploration. In some cases, the child may not comprehend the examination and the visual system is structurally intact and developing normally. In a recent study of 11,260 preschool children 3 to 5 years of age, 1,700 children failed the vision screen and were examined by an ophthalmologist. 740 of those examined were prescribed glasses, and it was discovered that 9% was attributed due to amblyopia. Case point 25.2 Our child is very well behaved for his age. He sits upright in the examination chair with his hands folded and follows commands appropriately. On examination, you note that his ocular motility is full, and there is no deviation of either eye on primary gaze and with cover-uncover testing. There is no head tilt, he has limited stereoacuity, and the anterior segment is normal on soot lamp examination. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. What is the most important next step in evaluation? As mentioned previously, the most likely reason for poor vision in the child's right eye is refractive error. The next step is evaluation of the refractive state of the eye under cycloplegic conditions. By eliminating commendations of the lens, we are able to measure the true refractive error. In addition, we can visualize the retina, optic nerve, and retinal vessels and determine if there is a structural cause of the vision loss. Clinical Pearl All causes of decreased vision in a child needs to be explored. These include, for example, congenital abnormalities of the eye as a result of failure of complete fusion of the embryonic fissure, known as coloboma. A coloboma may involve the optic disc alone or be part of a more extensive chorioretinal coloboma. They may be unilateral or bilateral and can be associated with the charge syndrome. C for coloboma, H for heart defects, A for choanoatresia, R for mental retardation, G for genitourinary abnormalities, and E for ear abnormalities. Case point 25.3 for our patient, the visualized retina, optic nerve, and vessels appear structurally normal. Retinoscopy is performed and trial lenses are used to fine-tune the prescription. The right eye refraction is plus 3.5 plus 3 times 170. The left eye is plus 1.75 plus 0 0.5 times 150. The best corrected acuity using this prescription is 20 over 100 in the right and 20 over 30 in the left. Clinical Pearl Retinoscopy is a technique to determine refractive error by neutralizing the movement of light in the dilated pupillary axis with spherical and cylindrical lenses. To get the most accurate measurement of the overall power of the eye, cycloplegic eye drops are administered. When these eye drops are given, accommodation is inhibited and therefore the eye, and in particular the lens, loses its ability to adjust to the incoming light rays, which makes the retinoscopic measurement more precise. How do we classify the reason for this child's vision loss, and what are the next best steps in treatment? There is a large refractive error in the right eye when compared to the left. The right eye also has much greater astigmatism. Thus, this child is considered to have anisomotropic amblyopia of the right eye. He needs glasses, and quickly. The most reasonable next step is to prescribe the full cycloplegic refraction in eyeglasses for full-time wear. Due to the severe discrepancy in the best corrected visual acuity, 
The child should also have follow-up within a few weeks to ensure that the glasses were obtained, the prescription is accurate, and the patient is able to tolerate full-time wear. Patching the left eye in conjunction with the glasses is indicated when the glasses alone are not improving vision. If the child does not tolerate patching the left eye, some clinicians recommend atropine penalization of the better seeing eye as an alternative. Basic Science Clinical Pearl Atropine is an anti-mascarinic, anticholinergic that can be administered topically to the better seeing eye as an alternative to patching. Its primary mechanism of action is to paralyze accommodation, the phenomenon that allows for near vision so that the good eye sees a blurred image at near, therefore the brain will preferentially select the image seen by the amblyopic eye. This has been shown to be as effective as patching in some cases. The half-life of atropine is about 2 weeks and is therefore less controlled than patching. Sometimes, this can cause weakening of vision in the better eye, a process known as reverse amblyopia. Additionally, the family should be warned of systemic adverse reactions that occur, such as fever, dry mouth, flushing, tachycardia, nausea, and vomiting. Treatment is discontinuation of the medication or, if severe, physostigmine. How should this child be followed? First and foremost, it is important to make sure that the child has been given the correct glasses prescription. Regardless of how compliant the child is with wearing glasses, if the prescription is wrong, we have wasted precious time. Laboratory error happens, parents can forget to fill the prescription, and glasses break. Therefore, the patient should be seen within a few weeks of the initial visit. Vision at distance and near, eye alignment, and stereo vision should be checked at each visit. If the child is progressing nicely, then follow-up in 4-6 to six weeks is appropriate. If the vision is not improving, patching or atropine penalization should again be considered. Beyond the pearls, the cause of amblyopia can be divided into three categories, refractive, strabismic, and sensory. These categories are not mutually exclusive of one another. For example, a plexiform neurofibroma of the upper lid in a child with neurofibromatosis type 1 may cause drooping of the upper eyelid, possibly into the pupillary axis, and compression of the globe from the lid mass will cause astigmatism. In addition, a child with strabismus likely has an underlying refractive cause. Not all amblyopia is correctable, may be unresponsive, and may need a repeat examination looking for subtleties. It may also require neuroimaging. A newborn with unilateral or bilateral cataracts is at risk for developing amblyopia. For optimal visual development, it is recommended that a visually significant unilateral cataract be removed before 6 weeks of age and bilateral cataracts should be removed before 10 weeks of age. In amblyopia, the so-called crowding phenomenon can occur, in which objects of the eye chart are easier to recognize when presented singly rather than when surrounded by close similar objects. That is, it is easier to read one letter of the Snellen chart by itself rather than with others on the line. Case Summary Our patient was a 5-year-old male with decreased vision in the right eye. His findings were significant for high refractive error in the right eye compared to the left, otherwise a structurally normal eye examination. Diagnosis Anisometropic amblyopia of the right eye. His treatment was giving glasses with full cycloplegic refraction for full-time wear. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Pearls Pediatrics Morning Report. See you on the next case. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Pearls podcast from Inside the Boards. This podcast is executive produced by Christopher Brightigan and Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Ars longa, vita brevis.